On this episode of Hustle Culture, we talk to Arnold Lawson, an incredibly knowledgeable individual who's just as interested in his daily work as a wedding videographer and director as he is in history and philosophy and just how to do life. So you'll see how we weave in and out of topics like how to know when to increase your rates as a creative to how important marriage should be in culture today. I only say this as an example of the different extremes of subject matter that you'll hear today that came across organically in the conversation. Look, I loved talking to Arnold, and I seriously hope you get at least a fraction of the value that I received talking to him like I always receive when I talk to him while listening to this podcast. Enjoy. Even if I fail, I'm happy with it. There's just a confidence deep inside you, you know you're gonna make it out. It's time for you not to be scared. <laughs> welcome, to, welcome, welcome to Hustle Culture, man. Arnold. Yes. Welcome to Hustle Culture, my yes, friend. Man. Thank you for having me. Dude, thank you. Thank, thank you so much me. for coming in. Hey. I'm, uh, I'm excited to be here. I think, um, I think I like what you've been doing a lot with this and um, um, the fact that you've um, stayed um, in the pocket of creativity throughout the years that we've known each other just um staying in it and not letting anything that goes wrong bring down your empire of creativity you've always been creative so well yeah so Damn, we're starting the podcast with you being so nice to me this is crazy i appreciate it thank you so much if you're listening and you're watching you can you can hear his beautiful low voice i think that's literally you're my going to add a little bit more bass for me <laughs> <laughs> no bro i need to lower it a little bit so my voice sounds just as good you know what i mean uh but no man for real thank you for coming on i mean thank you, thank you. i've i've well before we get into it i want to say something because i never say this in the podcast but i'm gonna okay. start look if you're watching on youtube which like 90 percent of the people who listen do yeah arnold could you tell them to hit the like button and subscribe hey please smashed <laughs> how do you say it? smash the like button. smash the like button and please subscribe like subscribe I, this is a lovely channel man. Come on. yeah come on you, you gotta, gotta subscribe. do it. if you you're subscribe. new if you're new you gotta subscribe or maybe just listen to this if you're not new you definitely gotta subscribe but anyways you have to let's just that's it um i'm looking rugged today i had a full production day Wait. so if you want to click off and listen on spotify i understand <laughs> but um yeah, man. So Arnold here. I mean, you guys listen to uh, kind of the introduction. So if you don't know who he is yet, you need to go back and listen to that again because yeah. y'all be skipping through and that's horrible. But uh, anyways, <laughs> Arnold, we've known each other for like four years now. Yes. Five yes. years, something like that. Yes, has to be. Yeah, has to be. Four yeah. Five years now. And you're one of those people that I got to say, like you. So for context, let's just start it off. I want to hear how did from you from your angle how did we meet how do we how do we connect in the first place um um you me meeting you was um while i was um i started a company uh with a good friend and um um ad agency and you were very highly spoken of in the editing community the video community the photography community as um one of the best wow um editors I didn't and know that. um it was um you know we just kept on hearing your name and it was like okay um let's have this guy let's um let's um let's work through it and let's see um how we can um you know run this and um i think um starting that whole um, company is was one of 
the most fun experiences of my life the best couple of days as far as like my career goes um extremely experimental um with the office with the um the clients new clients managing new clients and all that kind of stuff good experience for sure um and obviously that's where we met too so yeah um yeah that's how we met yeah we met met. i think it was awesome that people were speak highly of me i don't I don't hear that, you know what I mean? <laughs> but I mean, it feels it feels good. That's uh, true, yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah. And uh yeah, man, when I met you yeah. through your brother, I think. That's right, that's right. Cuz your brother's an editor and yeah. he came out of one of our events at yeah. Calvary Dallas and uh it was fun. He's a great dude. He was of on my course. other podcast that I stopped yeah. doing. So maybe I need, I should bring him back on cuz hey, maybe <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad, but uh yeah, so we met there and man, Arnold with our time there since at the company one of the things that i cherished the most was learning firsthand Mm. from you because you take a very directorial role in the especially in that business i don't know exactly when it comes to premiere photo which we'll talk about more later but when it came to that Mm -hmm. just to give people kind of context so basically the the business that he had started with his friend uh it was an agency a startup agency kind of what i do uh now but it was um based in commercial a lot of lifestyle stuff yes. influencer stuff it yes. was really cool it was fun to be a part of it i came on for around a month yes. to kind of feel things out see how it was going and uh yeah so he he directed most of the shoots he yeah. kind of planned all the shoots um i shot it yeah. I, I would usually be the primary cinematographer and then uh aaron would shoot as well yeah. um his brother yeah. and he was he was the the after effects guy of course he edited a lot i edited yeah. um but that's kind of the role that we had, yes. and and I had a I had a great time again. Yeah, of course, learning from that, I learned so much about like just directing people. Mm. I remember the shoot we did for uh, mm. Alto, that the oh, building that's right. That's right. we did with the with the girl. That's right. Um, seeing how you work, it was just that's from that season in my life. Mm. Learning from you, it's how to how to be like the highlight. So oh, man. I you. appreciate that the opportunity. That means a lot coming from you because uh, it's um, I mean I I I believe in always you know trying new things and um and um you know just experimenting really and um that whole experience has helped me in in so many ways in my current life today i mean um lessons learned ups and downs throughout that whole journey beautiful that's beautiful man. well i want to go into that because you know the, the point of this this podcast is yeah. you know hustle culture yeah. i really want to dive into the minds of young entrepreneurs oh, old entrepreneurs yeah. all entrepreneurs and uh you know so let's start there i mean what was the plan behind that business kind of i'll start here running and starting an agency what did you see what did you struggle with because i probably can agree with 100 percent of it <laughs> but okay. yeah um I think, well, me starting in the creative world as a whole, um, I have to start there because, um, yeah. well, first of all, I, I was born in Nigeria. Yeah. And then I moved here. And um, the, the philosophy is pretty much that you can achieve anything mm. that you want to do. Yeah. So choose any department. Do you want to be a an astronaut? Do you want to be a do you want to design cars? Mm. Do you want to make movies? What do you want to do? You can go ahead and do it here in America and you can be successful as long as you're willing to, you know, put the work in. Um, you can be successful at it. Yeah. So um, 
I mean, as a child, I've, I've, I've I'm a middle child, so Me too. I was <laughs> extremely introverted, wow. and um, I've I've always had a love for cinema as a whole. Right. So I I was like, you know what? Yeah, you know what? Cinema, anything in that realm would be good for me. Mm. So um, um, I went to school and then um, I started doing wedding photography. Mm. That's where I started. And um, wedding photography was a lot of fun, but I needed something that I actually had um, a love for. So, and something that I could get paid more for, which is more important. It's real. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's the most important. <laughs> anyway, so I started doing wedding videography mm. and it was very easy. It was much easier for me than photography, at least. And um, with wedding videography, the um, starting point, I mean, it's a starting point like almost with anything. When you first start, it's going to be slow right. and you have to pick, you have to do things that you might not really want to do mm. and this and that. And, and that's just how it was. And I guess at the time, I wasn't 100% comfortable with that starting phase right so i was like let me experiment with this let me experiment with that mm. but what i figured out is at least now my philosophy in life now is to experiment as much as possible at the beginning so you know exactly where to invest your time mm. because for me um i mean if the idea is just to be heavily niched into a market and invest all your time all your money in that mar in that right. market and that's the way you're gonna you know advance as um as much as possible pretty yeah. much i mean that's my theory to i mean the theory the um philosophy the general philosophy is oh don't put all your eggs in one basket but my philosophy is put all your eggs in one basket but you have to guard that basket with your life like you wow. have to you have to um go all in on that basket. Yeah. Like you wake up in the morning, you're guarding that basket. Like that's what you're about. Yeah. So um, starting an agency at the time seemed like something I was very interested in. Right. But it turns out it was not 100% my focus and not what I was good at. Yeah. But I needed that experience though. I needed an experience to manage a team, mm. to um, work with people, work with clients and, you know, deliver... Um, um delivered their expectations pretty yeah, much yeah. so that was what that um phase was yeah but um you know getting out of that phase and going 100 percent into weddings now which is the phase i'm in now it's it's amazing that everything that i've been through through the past seven years in this whole creative journey yeah. has been worth it because it has all um helped me in this wedding journey now mm. so yeah yeah i know in the I'm, I'm Christian. So in, in the course. Bible, it says you got to taste and see, right? You taste and see different things. And that's exactly what you're saying. Mm. I think that uh, experimenting yeah. is kind of everyone has to do it because your philosophy of putting all your eggs in one basket and guard it. Yeah, it's beautiful. I love mm. I love guard it with your life because if you do everything at a minimal pace, how everyone tells you to do yeah what you're never gonna make it you know diversifying yeah that's what a job is for mm -hmm. you know what i mean but if yeah. you want to be an entrepreneur and you want to build your own thing there's no point in doing that but in the in the early stage yeah. i definitely agree oh yeah yeah man i mean when we met mm -hmm. i was doing three million things that's right and now i've niched out when we met you were yeah. doing a bunch of different things yes that's right. Out. Yeah, that's right that's amazing that's right i i think um on that topic um 
it is everything in life now for me is based on skin in the game, which is a, a, a concept um, formed by Nicolas Nassim Taleb. Um, the idea is, how do I break this down in the easiest way possible? So quick history, Dude. Hammurabi was a Babylonian um, king. And he was the one that created the um, Hammurabi laws. An example would be an eye for an eye. You know mm -hmm. the, the phrase an eye for an eye? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he, that's one of his laws, for example. Gotcha. So okay. um, Hammurabi created a law that perfectly defines skin in the game. Mm. The idea being, if you are an architect or you're a builder, and I hire you to build my home for me, and you know I pay you in full, you build a beautiful home, and I started living in the home of my family. And one night, the home, the house collapsed down and one of my kids died. Wow. Under Hammurabi law, one of your kids has to be sentenced to death or you have to be sentenced to death because you Dang. built the house. Yeah, yeah. And I paid you to build the house. Yeah. So under that law, you have to be accountable for everything that you do. You have to, if you build this chair, you have to 100% make sure this chair is going to hold me. Because if I fall and I break my back from this chair, you have to break your back or you have to do an equivalent. Mm, an eye for an eye. It's like that. Yeah. Exactly. An eye for an eye. So um, the concept of skin in the game is, you know, I'm putting the same concept of putting all my eggs in this basket and making sure that um, I am delivering the best product possible mm. in this basket. That's just the, the, the basis of yeah. it. And if I don't, my reputation is on the line. Wow. And um, the thing with that I figured out too is the higher you go in um, how much you can charge people for your creative um, endeavor, yeah. for example, um, the lower the margin of error goes. Mm -hmm. So if, at least in the wedding industry, if you want to hire a videographer and you want to pay a very low amount, like $1,000, for example, for your videographer, you have to accept the fact that this is a videographer that might miss you coming down the aisle, for example. Mm. You just have to accept that as a fact. Yeah. And that's how pricing really works in right. the creative space and most especially in the wedding space. Yeah. Is um everything has to be priced accordingly, according to what value they bring to the table right. and how little of a chance it is that they would make a mistake. Mm. That's beautiful. I think that's a hundred percent fact. I mean mm. I, I, we talked, which one was it? I had, I did an episode with Tyrell. Yes, that's right. And I, I, we, we dove into like, cause he's blown up follower wise. Yeah, and of course. We kind of talked like, has that affected how much you charge or how, how much you book clients yeah. and stuff? And he told me, he was like, yeah, this or that. And I, I told him about the first time I charged the video yeah. for a thousand dollars. Yeah. Cause I was like, um, what was the whole idea? I was charging, I don't know, like two fifty for a video. Okay. And and I'm in the commercial space. And in this, but you were starting out. At I was the starting. Time. It makes yeah. sense, yeah. right? Go it was ahead. it was reciprocal to my skill level. Of course. So, uh, but I was getting to a point where I was either doing too much. Yeah. Or it was like I just felt like I was over delivering for mm. that price, or mm. I had just bought a camera that was way more expensive, and I was mm. like, it doesn't make sense. A lot of factors, right? But I was always scared because my idea in my head was price i mean my dad's a salesman right mm. so for him and the way i was kind of raised and i worked at guitar center for like a year so mm -hmm. i like 
you know, I learned selling in a way. Of course. And it was like, you have to use like profit margin. You have to understand the concept of like, you know, if you if you price lower, it comes at a cost and, mm. and, and the lower, like that's, an, that's a factor on why someone mm. would, would pick you, right? So Makes I was like, sense, yeah. well, I can do 300 videos mm. a week at 200 and everybody's gonna book me. <laughs> and then what I realized is that people if you're and, and, and Aaron taught me yeah. this. Aaron in the last podcast explained this to me, which mm -hmm. I'm sure derived from you. <laughs> but sure, but I don't know what exactly you what So so he told me, he told me this. He was like, uh, if I give you this phone yeah. for free yeah. and you drop it yeah. and it breaks, you're not gonna value it. But if you pay a thousand dollars for the same phone, <laughs> you're gonna put a case on it, you're gonna put a screensaver you're on gonna it. Drop it. <laughs> you're not gonna drop it. Or and if you do, you're gonna be like crap. So that's the mindset I took into my business, which mm. was like, wait, it's not just that people are picking me because I'm cheap, mm. but now there's uh, an idea that, oh, Tags makes videos for cheap. Mm. He's the cheap video. You don't really want that though. No, that's a bad mm -hmm. reputation. That's right. So I said, the first, I remember the first call, I was with the real estate lady. Uh, and she, she hits me up. She's like, I really need you to, I, I need a videographer because I want somebody to capture the video at closing mm. of a house. And she, you know, she's all passionate telling me all about it. It's like 20 minutes. And I'm like, yeah. oh, that's so great, blah, blah, blah. And then I'm like, so what's your budget? Like, what do you, what do you want to charge? Um, which I don't know. Oh, do she it. asked you what you're charging. I asked, I oh, asked you her. asked. Oh, okay. okay. I, was, I, was, I was little in the game. Okay. You know, I didn't okay. understand anchoring or price, whatever. <laughs> so uh, she tells me, she's like, you know, my last guy did it for like 100 bucks. She wanted me to do video and photo. Oh. And I was like. Of your property. Of the whole closing process. Oh, okay. For hundred bucks, <laughs> and so I I have that reaction. I'm like, yeah. but I was like, okay, you know who Chris Doe is? I do not know. So he's a creative entrepreneur okay. who kind of teaches creative business. Oh, okay. I'll send you a link. He's okay. really great. He's yeah. the one that taught me anchoring and uh, from future from the future. Yes, I yes. love Chris Doe. I just didn't know his name. I just know him as the future. Yeah, but yes, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. He's I love amazing. That guy. Yeah. And he said, uh, anyways, I had literally binge watched. This was like early covid like oh, okay. pandemic okay. so i had nothing to do so yes. i was just learning i was like yes. i'm gonna take this year yes. to learn at least at the most in the business front because yes. i don't understand it and uh you know he was in my niche whatever okay and he said uh you know charge this amount and he explained value what i just everything i just said yeah and so this was the first time i met the lady i'm like okay i'm, I'm gonna rehearse this with this lady because i mean i'm gonna lose 100 bucks if i don't do it whatever yeah. let's try it <laughs> yeah and i go and i'm like okay i will do i my minimum level of engagement is a thousand dollars i will not do any video under a thousand dollars blah 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 and in my head i'm thinking like oh man like the doubts that you have when you're yeah. used to pricing really low mm. it's the whole like she can't afford it she's not gonna pick me she's gonna pick someone else i'm not mm. gonna get the money and then she goes, instead, after explaining why, and she's asking questions, and she's being really sweet about it. She could have, I mean, I've met people who are actually not yeah. that sweet about it. But yeah. she was super sweet, and she goes, at the end of the call, she goes, you know what? I'm going to make it a goal in next year to be able to afford you. Hmm. And so now, i that's when it clicked. I was like, okay, now I'm being seen as a luxury not just as a necessity for a mm. business. I'm seeing, I'm being seen. And, and, and that, that mindset really flipped. And I love what you're saying about that you study the history behind it. I would love to get into that more mm. um, in more of his rules because I'm intrigued. It's really important. I think it's awesome. But uh, yeah, man, I, I, the whole skin of the game is yes. it's huge. Yes. 
what else, man? I'm curious. What it's else is? Huge. What are some other I things? I like from? that you mentioned um, uh, the future because they are a very important channel for all all creatives. If you're creative, I encourage you anyone to, um, you know, watch their videos and just. I would say, what he pretty much teaches is first of all value, mm. and he teaches the best position to be in a negotiation, mm. which is. Um, how do I put how do I put this? It's um a, a position where you can walk away. Mm. Like if she offered you that hundred um dollars and you needed that hundred dollars, she's in control of the negotiation. Wow. So he his whole um theory too is to pretty much always be in a position creatively where you know how much it truly takes to create this logo. You know how much it really takes to um create this video or the closing photo like you were saying you know how much it takes yeah you know it's gonna it's gonna take you time to drive there and all the years of experience that you're gonna all push into this work um pablo picasso was in in new york city and he he drew a um he had an illustration he was drawing on a on a napkin he was at a restaurant or a dinner place or something like that and um, a woman passed by and she was like oh man that is really nice can i can you give it to me and it was like oh no I'm, I'm gonna sell it to you and then she said um how much would you sell it to me and she was expecting him to say something like oh just give me five dollars or ten dollars and i'll give it to you and um because she didn't know who he was right so um he said sixty thousand dollars <laughs> And she was like, $60,000 because you took five minutes to draw this thing on this piece of paper. Yeah. And it was like, it didn't take me five minutes to make this drawing. It took me 60 years mm. to make this drawing because Pablo Castro has been painting for a long time. Right. The same way you have been putting in work in, in the creative industry for a long time. Who's going to pay for that? Right. Because the experience that you have, um, no one else has that exact same experience. They had to have I mean, you want to pay hundred dollars, then you're gonna have to hire somebody that is just that just picked up a camera, pretty yeah. much, yeah, to get value. And are you really gonna get value from that if mm. the person is learning on the job yeah. on your house? You're, you know, so it's like, um, um, that's part of it. And um, the best position is just to be comfortable enough financially and creatively yeah. to say, oh yeah, I'm I'm fine. Like we don't have to do this. Yeah, like he does these um um scenarios the role where plays he, yeah the role plays. oh my god and i love watching those videos because he's like oh yeah i mean we don't we don't have to do this logo you know we don't have to do this right like, yeah you know we, i can recommend people that would charge hundred dollars if that's what you want but i mean you don't have to work with trinity tags company right you can i have recommendations i know people that are just starting out that would love to do this work for a hundred dollars but as far as getting me and my quality for a hundred dollars no i'm sorry yeah I'm sorry that's not gonna happen Dude, so that's, that's his position and i love that position it's amazing it, it makes sense i think you know he always says what can you do to position yourself as an expert in a field mm. kind of like what, it's exactly what you said the mm. niching down in one place yeah you know part of why i did this mm. is psychologically and like look if you if you're a business well, owner yeah yeah the podcast you know if you're a potential client like just click off all right <laughs> <laughs> but you know, when you're doing something like this, yeah. it creates a, it positions you in a different place, hmm. right? Because now, oh, t this guy has a podcast talking about business. He okay. must know business. You know, I'm 22. I don't know anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so, um, but, you know, this podcast 
is positioning me in a different place. Okay. It may not be like, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not on Forbes or anything and I'm not claiming to be, but it does change the perspective of how people look at me. Mm. The way you portray yourself on social media mm. will change the way people look at you. Your following changes the way people look, even if it's not a true metric. It, it does. Mm. And these things, that's what they, so one of the things Chris says, how can you position yourself as an expert? Mm. It's those things. Yes. And, and I think, uh, I think it's huge, but, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. You're you're an established videographer in the wedding in the that's wedding right. industry. You do it. That's your thing. You're amazing at it. Thank you. You have beautiful work. If you haven't checked it out, do it. It's Premiere Photo. F O T E, not yeah. P H O T E. That's right. And I have a question for the for the up and coming creative, you know, who's just whatever they do. It doesn't matter. I don't think it's just to video. Yeah. But uh, for pricing, this is a question I always want to bring up because it's important. When do you? When did you know? that you had to level up your pricing? What was, what are some factors that people can look at or some things, some signs that they should price higher or lower? Oh. That's a good question. That's a good question. Um, <laughs> uh, I have to think about this one. So, um, well, there are many factors that go into pricing. Right. There are many factors. You want to, um, depending on what you, you value, mm. some people value quantity, some people value quality. You need to decide where you're going to stand. In the wedding industry, at least, I know people that shoot 100 weddings a year for 1500 each. Yeah. So at the end of the year, they end up making $150,000. Mm. I know people in the wedding industry that shoot 30 weddings a year at $5,000 each. He ends up making the same $150,000 a year. Now, I know people that shoot five weddings a year at $30,000 each and end up making one hundred and fifty. dollars So when you say, when you say um, 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 pricing-wise, like, that's the first thing you need to decide. Mm. Do you want to be extreme luxury? Do you want to be getting paid $30,000 per project? Mm-hmm. Do you want to be in the medium tier where um, you can make a decent amount of money? By the end of the day, most of the time, we all end up making the same thing. Right. But you just need to decide where you're going to be. Wow. That's just where it is. That's the first thing. Yeah. Um, now, um, in order to, to charge, you can't just walk in the door and say, oh, I shoot commercials and I charge $30,000 a year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's not gonna work um the work has to prove that you have the experience of thirty thousand like thirty thousand is a lot of money for someone to put down a commercial or for someone to put down a wedding right depending on what what um level you're shooting weddings at or commercials um but um you just have to first know that that's the first thing. yeah and then from there you make investments that directly affects your target market. Wow, okay. So if you are catering to weddings that are $30,000, there, there's a certain way your website needs to look. There's certain cameras you need to use. Yeah. There are certain, um, um, there's a certain level of customer service mm. that you need to get to. Yeah. That is just like, you know, this is worth $30,000. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the same time, if you are charging $5,000, there's a certain level, and if you're charging fifteen hundred, 
yeah. you probably don't need to do any customer service. <laughs> right. They probably just need to fill a form online and pay the deposit. And you show up on the wedding day with one camera and it needs to be a basic camera and then you shoot it. At that time, it's just pretty much shoot it, put it out, shoot it, put it out. And everyone kind of starts at that $1,500 phase. But the idea is, do you want to stay in that $1,500 phase or do you want to go to a different level? Hmm. It's your choice. So whatever right. choice you choose then different investments for different different ranges that's that's the only thing i have to say on, on i like on how you pricing. said that yeah because i've asked this question mm. we've had three creatives so far mm -hmm. and they've all said other things i like how you're saying you have to pick what you choose like because yeah it is a choice like I, I forgot who um who said it i i watch a lot of content but yeah. somebody was like uh it's just a matter of you know how much do you want to work hmm. it's like do you if you like you said do you want to do 100 weddings a year that's like what like two weddings a week like <laughs> ridiculous amount right it's yes. like do you want to do that yeah do you want to not have a good marriage do you want to like <laughs> not have a social life do you want to drop out of school do you want to do all these things oh. uh if that's what you want yeah do it because people will you know there's a market for that exactly um and all that stuff likewise if you don't mm -hmm. and i think i think it's a natural progression for any creative or anybody in any yeah like in any business venture to want to work less as they mm. get older older yes correct as they get older correct. as they grow in their thing yes. because i mean it's just simple right it's like why why would you do that like you know you, you your beautiful fiance is here <laughs> with us today yes, you know yes. in in two or three years yes. you know when you have a kid when all yes. this stuff happens you're not gonna want to <laughs> do that you know what i mean like um that's right or maybe you do but it's your choice so i love that you said it, it that is, way it that is. it's your choice it's not the client's choice it's not you have to decide what level that you want to um um serve mm, and exactly. whatever at the end of the day we all end up making the same money maybe more maybe less but it's yeah. still the same thing if we're serving in the same industry we all end up making the same money it's just um what kind of brand do you want to have to because i know my fiance recently um so she's uh she's a creative as well which is part of what brought us together but um she's a creative as well and she's currently the art, art director at um leo burnett mm. and um so she's heavy in the agency side mm. and she knows a lot about branding and a lot about um just the whole creative world generally right. anyway so she tells me about um the work that is on your website the work that is on your page um sure it's your best work ever but this is work from 2018 mm. this is work from 2019 and it doesn't reflect who you are today mm. so you need to consistently update that or delete it right That's because huge. it's affecting the impression that people are having when they come to your website and they're seeing work that you did from from 2016 and it's like you know it just doesn't reflect who you are in 2021. That's and awesome. Everything that you do needs to reflect that. I'm taking that advice. Yes. I'm, I'm taking down every video on my page. It needs to. It needs to. She told me that advice and I started deleting stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I was I'm like, just nah, go to my computer really I'm quick. Gonna... <laughs> that's great advice. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's good. Um, at least, well, last time that we saw, last time that we, um, last time I saw you, uh -huh. you were not um, engaged. Nope. And you were definitely not married. Yeah. What's, what's that journey been like for you? Oh, bro, for me, uh, I, I've loved it. I mean, to be completely honest, my wife makes my life three billion times easier hmm. and three billion times better. Uh, 
simple as that. I, I think uh, you're you're engaged. Yeah. Right. Um, I think there's a beauty in trusting someone else. This can be outside of marriage, but marriage is clearly the most natural way. Of course. In trusting somebody else with a percentage of your life. Mm. The most beautiful thing outside of my love for my wife, of course, <laughs> but I'm talking logistically, is that like I don't touch our personal finances. Mm. My wife does that. Oh. And she she literally, I get a check, I, I put it mm. in the bank, yeah. and she does everything. She's amazing. She literally takes <laughs> care of me, bro. Like she's the best thing. So for me, that's been um at a personal level that's been amazing um outside of that uh the journey of course getting engaged i mean it's a beautiful journey i mean you're in the wedding industry like it's it's the best Uh, i think um unfortunately one of the things we never did we never got a video okay uh, like a a wedding video guy okay but you got photography right we got a photographer yep um we had jacob shoot it and then we also had uh morgan and jaron which were on the podcast as well they came and they shot it yeah but that is a thing that i bring it up just because we're here uh wedding video mm-hmm. it's a luxury yes you wouldn't say it's a necessity i would say it's a necessity okay. for today mm. now it wasn't a, it probably wasn't a necessity in 2010 okay but in 2021 um what i'm finding out at least with my clients is they care a lot about legacy mm. yeah so at your wedding for example um first of all it's a once in a lifetime thing right at least it's supposed to be yeah um, <laughs> and um, oh man okay so um it's supposed to be and um the speeches that were given that day mm. by you by your best man um um sylvia's um maid of honor mm. sylvia's parents your parents your sister yeah whatever happened that day to dancing um hundred years from now your great great grandchildren mm. would have the ability to relive that day that you got married wow so that's where wow. the legacy comes in for example um if um your grandfather for example was your grandfather at your wedding no okay let's assume a different person yeah if um someone's grandfather was at their wedding for example and he gave a speech Mm. you need to understand that your kids if your kids are not alive um if your grandfather is not alive to see your kids they have an impression of who he is Mm. not just like picture wise they know what he sounded like and they can hear the beautiful speech he gave at your wedding wow and you know, stuff like that is just like everybody's in this day and age, everybody's trying to live forever. Yeah. Everybody's just trying to find ways to live forever. But wedding video is just one of those things. Wow. It's, it's, a, it's a legacy thing. Heavy leg- legacy thing. I never, yeah. I never, oh, that's beautiful. And you're 100% right. I always thought about it like, like photos. We got to have photos oh, for the photo I gallery, mean, you know, but, but for why though? Why photos? For legacy, the, the exact same thing you said. Yes. But, and I'm not debating or giving pushback. I agree 100% with everything you're saying. Um, so the last, the last, Morgan and Jaron, yeah, their wedding, their wedding couple. So she does photo. Yeah, he does video. Yeah, they don't do video anymore. They only do photo now, and they take less weddings because they're pretty, pretty big time. Yeah, and uh, with with him, he told me one of the biggest shifts in his business was telling people who thought 
what I thought, which is like, well, it's not a necessity. Mm. Like, and I mean, like, bare bones. You're right. It's a necessity in the legacy way. But, like, okay, what's necessary? Me, my parents, her, her parents, mm-hmm. an official. Yes. Uh, and, and that's it. I mean, that's what it takes to do it. Everything else, and this is, this is his mindset, of course. Yeah. Everything else is a luxury. Having mm. a DJ, okay. it's a luxury. Okay. Having a video guy, it's a luxury. Having the best food. It. Having the best food, it's <laughs> a luxury. Everything is a luxury, right? Because if not, you could just go to the courthouse and and, it, right? and get it done yeah so his thing was like okay when we started positioning ourselves as a luxury thing mm. uh and and told our couples that they started realizing okay yeah there's no pressure to do it but i want to do it because i have the budget for it because again you're not trying to get if you charge thirty thousand dollars for a video yeah. you're not trying to get me an 18 year old kid who got married hmm. right you're trying to target a specific person who has $30,000 to spend on video. I mean, but if your parents are rich, we can't target Okay, yeah, yeah, that's true, that's true, that's true. That's facts. That's right. That, that, that is true. Um, but, yeah, what? so it's, in your view, when you tell people or yeah. when you're kind of portraying yourself, you do think it's a necessity. And that's what you tell people. Um, yes, and it's, and it's because I truly believe it, it, mm. it is a necessity. That's beautiful. It is a necessity, yeah. I believe that because it's 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 one day it's mm. one day and then you get to live forever wow in audio and in motion wow which is what makes it different than um photography right. it's motion like you get to know how he spoke and if he had a stammer mm. and you know there's so many details that you can pick from just by hearing somebody speak like right. my kids are going to watch me speak on this podcast for example and they're going to know how daddy was when he was 25 years old for example yeah yeah so that's that's a that's a special thing for me that's yeah. beautiful yeah and the way you say it too you're passionate about it yeah that's why it works mm. and i love let's i, I want to talk about that a little bit because mm. um you know this is i don't want to just stick on like necessary details on like creative stuff mm. we'll talk about it but more like mindset i love talking about kind of and then you do too you taught me a lot of that by just being around you mm. but um you know passion is something that is in my opinion the most important thing in anything you do because let's think for an agency right i i tested the waters a couple years ago starting trinity tax consecration has been a thing for like four years yes it's established in 2021 yeah. january llc created mm. i realized i want to do this mm. I'm passionate about it, but I had to test the waters first, like you said, do everything. I was young before you invest. Yeah, exactly. So I never if I wouldn't have felt the passion for it, I wouldn't have done it. What is your take on passion? Do you think it's a it's a necessary thing for what you got to do? Or or is it like, nah, you just got to grind? Like, what's your what's your whole thing on on like passion Um, in general? I think. You can do whatever, but if you go the grind route, mm. if you don't have any love for making music, for example, mm. you don't have any love of um, musical instruments, you don't have any love for the production of music, um, you don't have any love for how people dance to music, mm. then the grind becomes harder ha- as the days go by. Mm. because then um because there are going to be tough times in your life they, there'll be emotional tough times psychological tough times um um physical tough times emotional tough times financial tough times so it's like 
how do you pull through on those days mm. where you're not 100 percent because on those days sometimes it's only your love and your passion for music that's going to make you wow. wake up and you know start producing music for example right like in anything that um, malcolm gladwell has a theory of ten thousand hours mm. in his outliers book i'm his reading that theory, book right now oh yeah i'm in the prequel i literally oh, just read the prequel i'm a, super it's a beautiful book yeah, beautiful yeah, yeah. Book. but it's um the idea is you have to dedicate ten thousand hours in anything that you want to do to be a true master of that craft mm. um and a master is pretty much somebody that is so good at it that he can teach it to the next generation or to the next person that wants wow. to learn it, pretty much ten thousand hours so while you're building those ten thousand hours you are going through um a marriage if you have kids you're going to go through that you're going through god forbid bankruptcy right you're going through god forbid a debt in a family like yeah. there's so many things that yeah. go on in, in somebody's life and on those days it's only passion sometimes that can um pull you out of bed or pull you out of your rut to say you know what i want to make this music like this is the music i'm working on this i'm i, I want to keep working on this that's, for today yeah that's so good and those days counts because the hours are going to keep counting for your ten thousand. so exactly. might as well yeah dude that's beautiful i think yeah. i think that passion matters in the darkest days hmm. and also in a practical standpoint hmm. you just pitched me that video is necessary for a video because you're passionate about that idea because you and passionate where it can use it in different ways but you like you didn't come to me and be like oh yeah you need this and like you're insecure about it and like you don't really, like i could sense you really think that it's a need like you really believe the way you spoke about how the tone of the voice of your mm. grandpa should be yes i felt that you really felt that mm. and i think in business what people don't get is like because and, and let's be honest i mean I, i'll talk about it all the time it's kind of the point of the the, the, the podcast right yeah. hustle culture and stuff it's very easy to listen to uh, a Gary V, yeah. which I love, and I'm not bashing. A, I don't know anybody else in the space, but people like that who are just like entrepreneurs, hustle, hustle, grind, grind, which I'm for. But uh, it could be very easy to feel like, um, I don't know, like they're just doing it for the money, or like, mm. like they're just maybe some of them even have that messaging that it's like, you know, you just got to make money. I mean, we've all seen the video of the person in front of a Lamborghini saying you can make $20,000 on Amazon doing this. And it's like, that sucks. <laughs> and two, I can smell that. I can see that video and be like, yo, this guy who just told me that he made $20,000 doesn't look happy. He, he has money, but he's not passionate about it. And, when you say something with passion yeah. and when you actually truly love what you're saying and believe what you're saying, that affects you business-wise. Mm. That affects how people, at least in my personal life, again, everything I say is my my lens. But Of course. You know, I've pitched something to a client mm -hmm. not being sure of is this really for them just pitching it or just upselling or just whatever. And I feel like they sense it. Mm. When I pitch something with passion and like with really they people feel that from people like wow. and i don't know i just feel like if you're not really passionate about whatever you're doing you're like mm -hmm. or you're selling or yeah. you're serving you're giving to other people um people can smell that 
and and mm. and and that's why if you're not passionate about something you know you can grind as much as you want but you, i don't think you're gonna get far just mm. in a sense of people are gonna feel that from you so even if let's say you are you are met at some level of success there's always gonna be a cap because people are gonna know people are gonna feel oh this guy's just doing it for the money or oh this guy's just doing it because it looks cool or because it makes you know etc but yeah, I mean, ha have you ever felt that before, like from a client? Um, yes, because I believe that um, in order to run a business long term, um, a very important component, and this is what I've come to learn mm. with my years in, in, in the creative world, at least, is integrity goes a long way as far as like integrity, integrity being saying what you say um meaning what you say pretty much and right. being a man of your word um because if i am a um mechanic for example and i fix your car and i did not fix it 100 percent, you're not going to recommend me to your fiance you're not going to recommend me to your friends like mm -hmm. hey when your car breaks down it's like oh yeah go to arnold man he's a great mechanic yeah. you're not gonna do that because i did not take care of you wow I promised I would take care of you if you paid me this amount, but I did not. So why would you recommend your loved ones to come see me? So th that's the, the same concept of um, um, anything, really. Like, mm. you talk about the get-rich-quick schemes, mm. and it's like, my theory in that is if you play stupid games, you win stupid prices, pretty much. Because if the, the get-rich-quick <laughs> get scheme is not you're not gonna get rich off it it's just somebody else that's trying to get rich off you your quick dime because you're like there, there are actual people that pay for these classes but once the guy gets rich off you he's gonna get off right the real person that you should take advice from is somebody that has nothing to gain financially from mm. giving that advice because except they just want to you know improve their um what their reputation in whatever industry they're in yeah that's the only advice that you should take somebody that says for me to tell you this pay me hundred dollars mm. some most of the time it's not it's not it's not yeah it's not yeah so that's something you look a, for oh yes when you're learning from somebody. integrity and the person needs to have skin in the game the person must have been through what i'm about to go through mm. for at least more than 10 years at least wow for me yeah. to listen to what you got to say yeah. like i mean mentorship is a, is a is a very important thing like mentorship is it's like you know how you set your gps and your gps is like you know um when you make a wrong turn it mm. reroutes you that's exactly what mentorship is like wow hey keep going north on this road and then you're gonna see this and you're gonna see this and you're gonna see this don't get distracted by that mm. the same way um um, at least I tell people not to get too deep into the equipment world, like mm. new cameras. Like, I understand you're experimenting, but once that experiment is over, you need to decide which camera you're sticking with. And you better stick with that camera and learn that camera because the more you switch, it's a new interface. Yeah. It's a new interface, a new, um, whatever equipment you buy, it's a new set of um, rules Oh yeah. for each manufacturer. So it's like, decide what camera you're going to deal with when you are finished experimenting and learn that camera and let that camera be your thing 
that's just how it is dude i fell into that trap recently because oh, i went into da vinci I too <laughs> I, I tried learning da vinci resolve oh yeah yeah yeah. because black magic everyone right? knows that one yeah he, he he finally decided that black magic is the way to go so black magic is beautiful for amazing. commercial work it's beautiful oh my god i would not shoot a wedding with it though really no why not oh <laughs> i'm curious it's not for my industry okay um it's the the camera body is it's not made for run and gun it's not made for quick stuff yeah, like no, for like the way i work at least if he's kissing his bride i got five seconds to capture that shot mm. and the black magic is not necessarily the best tool yeah no yeah for that i agree so i cannot risk that that's beautiful that's why i i just got a have you heard of the bgh1 no i have not so it's a little lumix camera it's okay. the cheapest um netflix approved camera oh yeah so it's really cool. I just got By it. By Panasonic? Yeah. Oh, and it's okay. like a little cube. Okay. Micro four thirds. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's 4K. It's true 4K. Okay, fine, fine. You know what I mean? Hey, put respect, all right? Hey, I, I just got a teleconverter. <laughs> Micro four thirds. <laughs> I don't know, man. So, so I got it um, for that purpose. Because okay, it's modular. Good. It's literally a little cube. It's like a Komodo. Good. good. But, I mean, you investing in that camera, for example, where, where, what do you want to shoot with it? Like, where do you see your... Um, um, what are your goals with the camera? Yeah, I so say. I got the camera because I needed something like you said. Yeah. This camera, if if you look at it, it's pretty rigged out. It's got oh, a yeah. rail with a battery, stuff mm-hmm. like that. I don't need that for every shoot. You know, okay. I'm doing a lot of social stuff for mm-hmm. people. So and I don't need six K for every shoot. Okay. So I wanted to have something more compact that I can okay. literally just grab and okay. like uh, the beautiful thing of it is it's a little cube, right? With a bunch of quarter inch around it. Oh. So I could like do a full blown like vertical IG reel only oh. thing with it. And make it super minimal. Mm-hmm. And that was the reason. Because like you said, okay. for weddings, that's yeah. kind of how I see like those lower production needs for, for businesses and stuff. Mm. Um, so that's why I got it. But yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. That's that cool. Makes sense. I want to go back into what you're saying though about mm-hmm. mentorship because it's beautiful. I think, you know, I had a mentor. I have a mentor. Um, and, you know, he, it was weird, right? Because there's two ways to look at mentorship and I want to get your take on it because maybe I'm off, maybe I'm wrong and I want to learn, you know, that's kind of why I do this stuff. You know, I always yeah. say in the beginning of every podcast at the end of the intro, I always say, I hope you get at least a fraction of the knowledge I got. Cause I'm mm. actually trying to learn here. Learn. I mean, yeah, me yeah. too. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. It's a good, we're in a good place. <laughs> um, I think, <laughs> sorry, there's like a whole event going on around here. I just want to address it. Okay. I just want to address it. I don't want anyone saying, yo, what's going on guys. All right. <laughs> but, uh, anyways, I think that um, for me, my mentor didn't have 10 years of experience. Mm. He was starting something and he wanted me to come along with him. He's 10 years older than me. Of course. So obviously there's the life experience. But, uh, you know, and he asked me to help him build that. And so we built this thing and it was great because I got to see him in a leadership position. And I instead of seeing or learning from somebody who's already made the mistakes, Mm -hmm. I got to be alongside that person when they made them. Mm. So it was a different learning way, right? Because I had to to understand that this person, one, can make mistakes and will make mistakes. Mm -hmm. And I, as the person learning from them, and it wasn't like, it wasn't a a known like, oh, I'm gonna be your mentor. Mm -hmm. We had a very like, we have a very big brother, little brother relationship, right? but I always saw him that way because it's like I learned so much from him. And I was like, there's there's uh, there's value in that mentorship, which you were talking about, yes. which is the person's been where you want to be. Yes. And I think there's also value. And maybe this isn't maybe I'm 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 seeing it the wrong way. 
because I guess that would be more of a like peer to peer relationship, right? Because you're mm. learning alongside somebody okay. and, you're, and you're seeing them. I don't know though. What do you think, man? Does, do you think it absolutely has to be somebody who has like the 10 years or do you think there's different ways of mentoring and learning? There are different ways. For example, um, the same way my brother, for example, can see me as a mentor, I can also see him as a mentor. Mm. Because there are things that he does. Oh, he made a mistake doing that. I'll make sure to avoid that thing. Right. So exactly. he's mentored me, for example. Got you. And same way you have to. Yeah. So it's like the, um, your friends can be your mentors. Mm. But the thing that I'm, I'm um, against really when it comes to mentorship, because I have a lot of mentors and I've had um a lot of mentors same yeah. thing so it's like um it's a slippery um type of relationship slippery because sometimes you can outgrow a mentor depending on what oh, yeah. speed you're, you're you're going at that's fine depending on what speed you're going at you can um yeah that's 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 the part of uh, mentorship that you know obviously the relationship is important but um what happens when you because i have questions too on this so like what happens when um you outgrow someone mm -hmm. do they still remain your mentor do they still do you still maintain the relationship i think as long as you're aware that your relationship transcends mentorship mm. it doesn't matter okay so what you're saying is a mentorship cannot just be a direct mentorship it has exactly. to be mixed in with that's a professor okay an instructor exactly okay okay yeah okay that's true yeah yeah i'm just I'm, I'm just thinking about that now because it's like um um no i'm yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm revealing this to that? myself as i'm I like say. what happens with that if yeah if um you know you're trying to make it somewhere and the speed that you used to get there is much faster yeah. maybe you pick up on things faster like i had a lot of mentors so they were all teaching me different things in the game yeah and um the lessons i would learn from you would affect um the lessons that my other mentor learns from me now they are learning from me so yeah. it's like there's so many so many um mixes in there yeah. but i guess if you have a true relationship with someone then i'm, I'm sure it makes it much easier yeah i think or past the mentorship yeah mm -hmm. i think that as you were saying it i was i don't just know this i was i was thinking about it and i was like maybe the people like you learning from me or from aaron and, mm -hmm. and how we learn from each other we're teachers. We're yeah. not necessarily mentoring each other. When okay. I when I think of a mentor, yeah. and again, you pull out the dictionary because I don't I don't know, you know <laughs> what I mean? But like I think of a role model in a sense of whatever you're trying to learn about. So I feel like for me to call someone a mentor mm. as opposed to a I've had billions of teachers, you know, Chris Doe, yeah. the future. Yes. He's my teacher. Yes. I, I wouldn't call him my mentor because there's mm. no personal connection. There. Okay. So with you, there has to be a personal connection. I think so. I okay. think that's the difference. Okay. Because if not, then I, I think we're all teachers of each other. Hmm. You're teaching me or something right now. Mm -hmm. Talked about Babylonian history. I just yeah. learned that from you. I don't see you as a mentor. I don't see Aaron as a mentor. Yeah. I see you guys as people who have taught me a lot mm -hmm. and I'm grateful for it. Hmm. Um, but I see you guys as friends, as peers, as people who I've learned from and, and likewise. Interesting. Yeah, but that is a good question yeah. because people say, what happens when the apprentice surpasses <laughs> the master? But isn't that the point? Isn't that the point? That's why I'm saying like it's it's slippery. Mm. It's slippery because you, you have to truly know someone and know that this person is my mentor. This person is not going to sabotage me. This person mm. is... Um, on my team is on is in my corner 
at all times. It's all a matter. And that's where that personal relationship comes in. Right. So I guess, yeah, I guess you're right on that. That's personal important. relationships need to mix in. And, you know, and also pride, right? Because I think mm. that only affects a relationship if, if that master is prideful mm. of that. True true right because if you like bro like anytime you win or aaron wins mm -hmm. i'm winning like i'm yes, pumped i'm like exactly. hell yeah like this guy just <laughs> did this this is sick um it's because uh, i try not to get proud yes. you know and ah that's something that isn't i mean how old are you arnold 25 25 yeah. in our generation yeah we didn't we didn't learn or i think it's not a key main point humbleness is just a cute instagram caption mm. nowadays like, it's not like a way to live. Everybody's thinking about followers, growth, gaining this, being the successful. I mean, you know, the, being running a business, what's the point? To be at the top of your thing. That's what matters. But I don't think anybody talks about. That's why, I mean, as an adult, you have to um, take responsibilities for the things that you don't have in your life. Mm. So, for example, you, you like. You have to find tools that keep you humble. Wow. Like some people find that tool in the church, for example. Mm. They use the scripture yeah. to keep them humble. That's just what it is. Like, like my um like for me at least, when I was looking for a workout to do, something mm. that would keep me healthy, I wasn't just looking for something that would build my muscle or give me better cardio. I was looking for something that would teach me something that i don't already know wow. something about life something about humility like you mentioned um and i found that in in martial arts pretty much wow yeah and um jujitsu specifically oh you're a jujitsu guy awesome. i am a jujitsu guy Sheesh. i love jujitsu awesome. anyway <laughs> that's you listen whole... to rogan don't you <laughs> you listen to rogan don't you i know you i love joe rogan. i love joe rogan uh, anyway um but yes um yeah so jujitsu was a tool for me it's mm. like my ass whooped every day <laughs> right so it's like you have to um, be humble you have to <laughs> yeah. by women too yeah 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 so it's like what's that like what, Man, it's rough. <laughs> the first few times Aaron just started it. Oh, <laughs> he's, bro. He's I need a vlog of him in jiu-jitsu, bro. Aaron, if man, you watch that would it. Be a, that would be a thing, man. You should bring... Oh, yes. That would Invite be so me, much I'll fun. I'll go, bro. That I would be care. so much fun. That would be so much That'd fun. That would be man. hilarious. Yeah, because um, it's... it's At the beginning... Well, there are a lot of life lessons in it. Right. But the most important thing there is learning how to respect your opponent in anything that you are in in life pretty much mm. um your opponent could be your next bill that's coming up that you cannot pay your opponent wow. could be a pandemic <laughs> because what happens in 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 a fight is well not a fight but i mean in a training scenario okay. for example um is if you don't have respect for me and maybe there is a take down or something and you are on the ground there's like a three second three to five second space where you are in disbelief like am i on the ground right now did i just get knocked out did yeah. i did i just fall on this like and those three to five seconds matter a lot in a fight wow that's why you need to have respect for whoever you, you're you're fighting against um and jesus was definitely built on that but okay that theory in respect to a pandemic, for example, we as creatives, I mean, I know a lot of my friends in this space have quit, sold their gear, 
sold their studios, they have quit the game because the pandemic has pushed them out of the game. I would say um, they were not, some of them did not have respect for what a pandemic can do to financially to a business. That's real, yeah. You have to have respect for your opponents. Yeah. Like, if, because when the pandemic hit, I had about maybe 15 weddings booked in the year. All of them, all of them were just like, oh, one by one, email by email, phone call by phone call. Hey, Arnold, um, yeah, we, we have to um, postpone till 2021. We have to postpone 2022, 2023. Like, that's what's going to have to happen now because with this pandemic, we don't know what's going to happen. Right. And immediately I started seeing signs of that. I was like, this is definitely not going to surprise me. So immediately I have to go straight into hibernation. I have to stop. I have to cut funds. Mm. I have to... Um, I don't want to be in a in a position where the pandemic punches me and I'm on the ground. And I'm like, I can't believe I just got punched. Yeah. And I'm and I'm knocked out on the ground right now. I want to be on the ground and get back up and ready to go again. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what um jujitsu ta- taught me for like that's like a really practical that's so practical um, um analogy. Yes, analogy yeah. for what it does. Because um back to your point of, you know, um humility. You have to you have to put your head down. When I um when I do my work, for example, and I send my work out to a bride, and the bride is like, um, oh man, this is the most. This is the. <laughs> I just got a text from um, um, noble sister. I shot her wedding uh, last weekend, mm-hmm. and she she keeps sending me these texts every day, like, oh Arnold, I love this video. I can't stop. I've watched it about a hundred times. I have laughed. I have cried. My husband can't stop watching him. The whole family is happy, this, that. Every time somebody compliments my work, it goes in this ear and it comes out the other ear. I don't even pay any attention to it. Wow. Like, I don't, I don't, because the moment I start believing that I am good, that's the moment I stop improving. Mm. I need, I need to immediately, like, I mean, even now, like you telling me, hey, man, his wedding videos are good. I'm like, okay, sure, like. Okay, we're going to move on from that because I'm not going to accept that. Mm. I'm not going to accept you telling me my wedding video was good, regardless of how high I get in the game. I'm not going to accept that I'm good. I'm just not. Because then I'm going to actually start believing it, and that's where improvement stops. And I don't want improvement to stop. I want to keep evolving. I want to keep on trying new things in that space. And I it's, want the, to keep, it's the humility oh, that yes. keeps you there. Oh, yes. Wow. Oh, yes, 100%. I yeah. think that's what it is. So I have to always stay in that pocket. Um, also, with that in mind, um, which is why I compliment you a lot in this creative space, because um, the concept of antifragility is, um, um, you know, there are people that um, when they get hit with hard times, they quit. There are people that are resilient too. They have grit. So when they get hit with hard times, they they are injured, but they get back up. Mm-hmm. And now the concept of antifragility are people that get hit with hard times. Not only do they get back up, but they are getting back up with even more creative ideas mm. on how to beat whatever knocked them down before and how to even get bigger. Just 
putting yourself in a position to benefit from any kind of chaos that right, happens, right. which is part of the respect that I have for you too, because any bad thing that has happened in your life, it did not put you out of this game. Mm. Like you're here doing a podcast, you're doing, you're running your agency. Not, nothing so far has put you out of the game. Yeah. So you, you to me are anti-fragile. Wow. Thank you. Yeah. For now, at least. For now. We don't know we don't know what's gonna hit <laughs> you, but God know. forbid, God forbid. That's but, why um, like you said, one year saying, out the other because <laughs> who knows, bro. Tomorrow I'm I might feel away and I just I'm quit saying, everything. <laughs> I'm saying you have to you have to put yourself in a position to um benefit from chaos. So bad things happen. A pandemic just happened, just yeah. wiped out almost all of us. Almost wiped out all the creatives. Yeah, it's like oh, all these people that are like, oh man, yeah, I, I saw my camera, bro. I don't, I don't shoot photogra- photography no more. But you love the game. But he wasn't resilient enough. He wasn't anti fragile enough, and he couldn't survive it. And I think, so, I think, I love the concept of anti fragility. Mm-hmm. I love that. I think that the why behind it. There's a lot of things, right? There's a lot of things that will keep you from breaking when you get hit. Yes. Right? There is the preparation for it, what you said, the respect yeah. for your opponent. Oh, yes. And I want to go back to that because there's a difference between respect and fear. That's important. And I want to go back to it. But on this topic, um, I think that there's that factor, which is preparedness. Yes. You know, I feel like, again, anything happens. Uh, I think I'm prepared to fail because I know that if I fail, I'm going to learn. And if I learn, I'm going to get better. Right. It's that whole thing. And then uh, there's the passion. I, everything's come back in my life, in life in general. I think that life is about passion and love hmm. Hmm. because when you have both of them, you can't lose. Hmm. Like there's no way for if you really are passionate about what you're doing, nothing's going to stop you from doing it. Yeah. And if you love what if you love people, if you love whatever it is, mm-hmm. like nothing can hurt you. It's mm. like, that's why everyone says love is the key to any marriage or any mm. relationship. Because even if, you know, this happens tomorrow, if you truly love that person, if you choose to truly love that person, mm. if you choose to truly love your craft, your business, your thing, wow. to treat it like your baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, tomorrow all my clients can say, hey, you, screw you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to move to Portland and I'm going to start on a new market. Mm. You know, like it's not going to phase me. And it's not, I think it's because of that. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of, you know, theological stuff that mm-hmm. I believe that helps. Like you said, it's, t- it's tools to keep that in my oh, head. Yes. A lot of theories and, and ways, philosophies that I believe in that to help. To stay in that pocket, yeah. To stay in that pocket, mm-hmm. yeah. Like one of the things, you know, I just had a major life change. Mm. Like literally <laughs> this last Thursday. Mm. Um, and, you know, I could have chosen to see that as a knockdown. But there's this there's this thing that my mentor taught me, which is usually if a door closes, it's because there's oh. going to be another one that's yes. going to open. Yes. Right. So when you have that mindset, it's hard. Right. But mm. it all comes back down to passion and love. You, like you said, you 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 equip yourself with the tools to make that your priority at all times. Jiu-jitsu. Yes. Uh, religion. Whatever yes. it is that you believe that yes. will help you. Uh, I think those are the two most powerful ones. Mm. Uh, your your I, I won't say religion. Your belief system. Okay. And your your practice, like yes. your practical things that of you can course. do. Uh, but you also have to have the right people in your corner, like your wow. wife, for example. Facts. That's one of the most important things, to be honest, because my uncle told me straight up, he said, if you, the worst thing that a man can do in his life is marry the wrong person. <laughs> like if you, that's like, 
marrying the wrong person literally affects every aspect of your life mess you up and he told me that he said yo like if you are in a relationship and this is somebody that you are sure because we you know you know what relationship you are in yeah if you know this is not a relationship that is going to make you be the best version of arnold this is not somebody to marry yep and everything that you just mentioned about love and everything you wouldn't be saying this if sylvia wasn't in that same corner or even if she did not believe in it she respects you enough to keep quiet and not bring your 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 house of cards down There's a limit to that. Mm. But in a marriage, there's not. Mm. The walls are broken down. And if you do it right, mm-hmm. I think it's the most powerful tool. Again, yes. let's talk about this again. P- things that people don't talk about in mm. 2021. Mm. People don't talk about. People talk about uh, what's the divorce rate in young mm. people? What's this or that? And I'm like, okay, <laughs> but like, what about the other percentage that's like thriving because of it? Thank you. I wouldn't be here because if it wasn't for her. Mm. Like 100%. What just happened to me, the first thing she told me was like, oh, cool. You get to build your business more. Mm. And I was like. Yeah, but this just, you know, I had the three to five second, mm. you know, I just got took down thing. And I was like, uh, wow. And then she was like, that was her first thought. Um, that optimism. Bro. And that's that gets me going every day. And I, I agree. And, man, I think let's go back to the I love the jujitsu analogy because I'm yeah. unaware at all about it. Um, respecting your opponent. Yes. What do you mean by that in a practical sense? Like well, that you respect them enough to know that they can hurt you? Exactly. Okay. So um, in any scenario, well, my 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 coach, um, uh, Jordan Burton III, he's a black belt in uh, Soul Fighters Highland Park. Wow. The teacher there. Anyway, um, he has a point that he makes, which is in any um, scenario that you find yourself, that's fighting scenario, obviously, um, you can win or you can lose. Mm-hmm. You need to accept that that this thing, this fight can go both ways. If you don't accept that you are preparing yourself for <laughs> for first of all the the um 3 to 5 seconds um recovery time when you get knocked down, you don't have 3 to 5 seconds when somebody's on top of you. Oh. Or when you're getting choked out, like that's the whole. You don't. You don't have that. Yeah. You don't have that. So you have to accept it, and you need to find a way to escape this situation and better your position mm. in jiu-jitsu. So that's what that's what the whole that's jiu-jitsu beautiful. thing is about. And and there's a there's a lot more lessons in that. There's yeah. A lot more lessons. Um. I, yeah. 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 In the minute, and I, I said earlier just to touch on it, but uh, you know, you respect that it can happen, so you can prepare for when you do get knocked down. Yes. But if you fear your opponent, that's I think that's when you take that too far, right? That's, that's when it's too far. You cannot fear um, your the fight that you're in. Hmm. You have to respect your opponent, but you cannot fear it. Because when you fear, you're not going to do your moves. When you fear the pandemic, wow. when you fear the pandemic, it's like, oh, man. It's like, man, like, 
this thing is going to wipe me out. Everything is canceling. Every, all the plans I had this year, like this pandemic just needs to go. Like, and then on the news, no sign of this pandemic going anywhere. I mean, what's the battling until today? So it's like, there's no sign of this pandemic going anywhere. And that's on its own is depressing enough. Yeah. If you don't have, um, if you're not anti-fragile. Mm. So, um, yes, yes, respect your opponent, but don't, don't fear your opponent oh, yeah. because then you don't have, you, you're, you're afraid to test out the moves that you've learned, for example. Yeah, you lose yeah. your fighting power. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. Exactly. That's beautiful. Yeah. Dude, I think, uh, you know, something, uh, Abraham, Abraham Nyomo, I yeah. don't know if you know him. Yes, I, I watched this podcast, beautiful podcast, oh, yeah. Amazing. So he dresses clean, too. Huh? <laughs> I say dresses clean. Oh, bro, dude, we're actually, he's going to hook me up. Oh, I'm okay. going gonna, gonna to start dressing like okay, that. Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'll see you. Dude, not, not full suited, but oh, like okay. the casual suit. No, 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 that guy can dress. That guy can dress. I dude. respect him for sure. He's insane. <laughs> he, uh, he said something in that podcast where he mm. was like, the pandemic showed mm. who's really passionate about it. Oh, yes. Yes, 100%. Again. Again, really, like I keep, I keep saying it, it all comes down to that, hmm. right? Because that's what uh the the resp- like, bro. Like if you're not passionate about jujitsu, if you're not passionate about the game, if hmm. you're not passionate about wanting to win, hmm. if you're not passionate about you know lowering your response time when you fall, if you're not passionate about that, it, it doesn't matter because you're gonna get knocked down a billion times. Yes. What's that one? Um, my favorite quote of all time is uh, from Rocky. Mm-hmm. I think it's Rocky Six, where he's talking to his son. Hmm. in the rain it's in every motivational video ever <laughs> and he goes it's not about how hard you're hit mm. it's about how hard you can get hit mm. and keep moving forward mm-hmm. how much you can take and keep moving forward hmm. you know endurance building the that that whole thing and um i just think it's a lot harder to build that if you're not passionate mm. if you're not in love with it if you're not yes. and and i keep coming back to this because there's this and i want to talk to you about this because it's important um yeah this is a recurring theme on the podcast uh, where it's, um, I don't want to work with Arnold if I don't like Arnold. Absolutely. If I don't love Arnold, if I don't think that you're a good person. Um, and so I, I always say like, this is where the love comes in, right? It's, uh, if someone doesn't like, you can be the cleanest, you could be the best videographer in the planet, Mm -hmm. but if you're an asshole, Mm. I don't want to work with you, bro. Like, why would I work with you when I can work with somebody who's maybe like uh, 80% as good as you, but he's a really nice person and he's really nice to work with and he's amazing and I can trust him to do it. Uh, What's your take on and how has it affected you? Not your take, but how has likability affected you in this space? Okay, so I I was watching a video recently and the video is, the the video title is um, pretty much do you have to be an asshole to be a good director. Like they, they, they were talking more Hollywood. Right? So I'll send yeah. it to you later. Do you need to be, because sometimes um, there's a director called Pete Berg. Mm. It's very popular for being an asshole. Like it's, it's very popular. <laughs> like his, his movie sets are like, um, <laughs> it's just, it's like a boot camp. Like, wow. a, like he's, he's known for that in the industry. And this um, video actually interviewed him too. And he was like, oh yeah, like, that's fine. Like, he's a man of integrity in the sense that if he says he wants to shoot a good movie, he's going to shoot a good movie. But the problem is he might get abusive every once in a while. Mm. He might push an actor to limits yeah. every once in a while. 
but it gets the job done. Mm. So that's the problem on that side. Yeah. Um, but likability as a whole, extremely important, especially when it comes to collaboration. Like, I mean, you're a videographer too. So if like, if I did not like you and someone hit me up and they're like, hey man, I'm trying to shoot this commercial for this brand. And I'm like, oh man, I don't, I don't shoot commercials. I'm a wedding videographer, but I know a guy. I wouldn't tell the person I know a guy if I did not like who you are or right. if I did not even respect right. your work to yeah. start with. Yeah. So if I did not respect your work or I did not like your character or how, um, especially if you're not somebody that has high integrity, you're like, like you're not a man of your word. Mm. Like maybe we've worked in the past and you said you would do something. You never did it. Yeah. I'm like, mm, I want to recommend tags, but in the past, he has shown me that he's not truly a man of integrity. He's not a man right. of his word. So I cannot bet on tags. Mm. So I would recommend somebody else just because of that. Right. So um, being likable, it it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to help exponentially in the future, I would yeah. say. Growth-wise. Yes, yes. 100%. Do I like this person? Yeah, yeah that's yeah. huge. It's an important and, factor. And I think uh, a lot of people, there's a, there's a culture in the creative, in the creative world yeah. where you complain about clients, mm. right? It's like, a, I don't know. I don't know if you see it. I definitely see it all the time and I share them sometimes because it's yeah. funny, but it's like, I, I saw this one and it was like the client that pays you that, that wants to pay you a hundred dollars for yeah. a video. And yeah. it's like a long text yeah. when, <laughs> when you send a video and then it's like the client that paid you $10,000 and it's like, cool. Thank cool. you. This is beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> Bye-bye. Yeah. <laughs> and, it's like, and it's, but there's this culture of like hmm. dissing the client. And, and seeing them as like this, uh, you know, burden that you have hmm. to deal with in the creative world. Um, and I just think that that only applies to the people who aren't good people. Hmm. <laughs> like if don't get me wrong, there's there's bad clients. I'm not going to. Oh, obviously, yeah. obviously. But I think partly it says more about the creative because 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 they are not in a place that they want to be. Exactly. They're not in the place they wanted to be. Yeah. Because I, I will give you an example in my personal life. Like, as a photographer before, did not have passion, mm. full passion. Like, you probably even have more passion for photography than I do. Mm. I, I, I care about photography. Like, you know, I, I respect the medium, but I don't love it enough. I don't have passion for it to wake up in the morning and say, I'm going to shoot photographs. <laughs> like, there are people that do that, and those people are always going to get the job done. Right. Okay. So, if I already hate what I do and then somebody like a client is trying to critique my work, trying to tell me, um, oh, this picture is too dark. It's like, no, it's it's perfectly exposed. That's what perfect exposure looks like. It's just dark on that side because I'm trying to create contrast. I'm an artist. Mm. But they don't <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. They don't understand. <laughs> that obviously but any but it could be that it could be any small thing the client says because i am not passionate about photography mm. it's always going to sound like man i hate these clients they're, uh. they're always doing this they always because there's an, i i don't have passion for it yeah i don't have passion for it and obviously i loved 100 percent of my uh photography world um my photography clients at the time i was shooting it but um I just always saw that and you are right in that too because people were like man i did this and this client was mad about it or they were complaining about it is because you're not 100 percent a photographer wow and you don't have true love for photography i mean you respect photography and you shoot great photographs but because someone said um they give you a little bit of critique you're taking it too personal like that's a sign yeah, for that's, the creative yeah, exactly because if you truly love it yes. you'll accept the criticism yes. and you'll yes. fix it 
And if anything, maybe the client is wrong, get their job done, you move on to the next one, and the next one might be better. Who yeah. knows? Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah that, that's that's what it is. Is it it all surrounds um the passion for me. exactly. Yeah, I think yeah. uh, also uh, for creatives listening to this, which yeah. I'm sure most who are listening are. Yeah. Um, I think client handling and relation again. I think I'm gonna say it one more time. It's all about passion and love, right? When people like the truth is we live in a in an industry that is a service industry. Hmm. We are serving another person. Yeah. And if you're caught up on your Instagram feed, if you're caught up on your money, if you're caught up on, well, you need to make sure that it looks like this and you're not worried about how can I make the client the happiest I can make them. Yeah. Uh, you're going to hate your life. You're going to be that person who complains. Uh, and it's funny because I, I, I want to touch a little bit on and, and we'll We'll end a little bit after this, but I want to touch a little bit on communication hmm. with your client because, and I'll share a little story that just happened with okay. me and, 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 a, and a client of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, I got booked to do a project and, you know, we did it and then we shot it. Everything shot. And this client, again, there's a lot of things. Uh, they were a personal friend. The they I, I priced a lot lower than I usually do just because I cared about this person and, um, you know, so there are a lot of factors that led to the outcome that happened, okay. but it doesn't justify it. Mm-hmm. I dropped the ball. I set a deadline and I didn't meet the deadline and I just did a horrible job communicationally. It was bad. Right. Again, a lot of factors, but I messed up. And so the guy's like, OK, let's meet. I need to talk. He comes to the meeting, the client, and I'm use this as a learning experience for whoever. And, and I want you to chime in if there was any way any other way to handle this but long story short i missed the deadline and i was bad at communication explain i didn't explain that like um you know it wasn't the final revision i i i, I didn't explain that it, there were more edits to be done mm. i had just said uh you know here's the video obviously not like that but i i basically said here's a video and he thought okay this is what i'm getting and that's it instead and and so there were a lot of things that i just didn't do right so he sits me down he's mad bro like legit we sit at a coffee shop mad he's assertive he's like uh you know this that 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 and i'm like let's calm down again here's the passion and the love i didn't mean to miss the deadline i didn't mean to do to, to mess up the way i did let's sit down let me explain what happened and i took the situation i took an angry client who was upset because mm. they thought I was a bad person because of what I did. And I said, these are the factors that made that happen. I I, I acknowledge I dropped the ball and I apologize. Mm. I want to make this 100% right. We have revisions. I'm very sorry that you thought we didn't. Uh, we have this thing. And I, I toned it down. I like smiled. I was like, bro, like I know you personally. Come on, man. Yeah. Like, Don't be mad at me. We're going to make it happen. And there's going to be. And I, I, I got this angry client. We're all going to drop the ball at some point. Okay, this is my most recent ball droppage. <laughs> and I was like, um, I think I handled it correctly because I think when you, not even when you mess up, when there's a hot, uh, uh, when there's tension in any relationship, I think it's important to understand the best ways to relieve it mm. because tension just creates more miscommunication, frustration. And the truth is, if you're a videographer, you're going to have relationship problems with everybody mm. there's going to be things that pop up mm. but uh I, I i went and i told him i was like uh you know this or that we're happy i'm working on these edits for him like we're making it happen yeah and i converted something that could have possibly been a one-star review on google <laughs> into 
damn, I appreciate this dude. This guy knows yeah. what he's talking about. He's yeah. a good dude and he's going to do it right. But how have you, you know, I want to hear, you know, and we don't have to get into it, but, and maybe you haven't because the wedding industry, like you got to have a lot of backup processes, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? To make sure that nothing ha bad happens because it's so important. <laughs> but in general, in your career, can you share kind of a story of when you kind of dropped the ball and how you handled it and how do you feel like you should as a creative and as a business owner handle a situation like that? Well, first of all, um, I think every creative, it is every creative's responsibility to price their work appropriately mm. to deliver the best work, not the medium work, yeah, but the best possible work yeah. <clears throat> possible. I mean, obviously, I understand that this is a, a person that you had a personal connection with and all that. But what I found out is um, it affects the final product regardless of um, of um, personal relationship. I think if I tell you, hey, this um, thing to make this thing is going to cost $100. And then, um, for example, you want to pay me $50, then you're going to get $50 worth of effort. Yeah. So that's why it's it's important for every creative to price they work appropriately to give the best work possible. The um, second thing would be to um, have the ability as a creative to fire your clients. Mm. You have to be able to fire your clients. That's that, back to what Chris Doe is always preaching. Yeah, be in a place comfortable uh, to be so comfortable in a spot where you cannot be shaken. Mm. Like if. If they tell you they have $100, $100 is their budget to make this commercial, you don't have to work with me. Right. Because if you give me $100 and I charge $1,000 for this thing, it's, this relationship can never be good. Like, yeah. it can never be good because the value does not match the um, money that you're giving me. Yeah, and just to, so, just to inter, inter, interject yeah. for a second, and then you can keep going. But that was the that was the takeaway hmm. that i took oh okay that's a lesson you learned i can't okay. and i knew it and i knew it going into it hmm. and that's why i'm like i shouldn't have done it but I, they were friends there's always know. that hunch but yes they, they were friends uh, you know i want to help yeah uh yeah, i'm never doing that again hmm. first of all i i've always made it a priority not to work with family or friends because there could be that blockage that stops the oh, friendship okay. yeah but more importantly i'm never going to price myself at that low again because hmm. the problem the why, and I told that person in person, I was like, yeah. I'm going to be completely honest with you. I just didn't prioritize this project mm. because financially it didn't mm. make sense. There was a lot of things. I The takeaway is, like you said, I should have fired the client as soon as they came to me. I should have been like, I'm just not the person for yes, you. But I can recommend someone. I can recommend my friends. That's what it is. Exactly. That's what that's what I'm saying. Like, um, Because if you, it's important too that you've already learned that lesson so quick because yeah. I think we all have those hunches at the beginning of each project or each inquiry. Yeah. That, uh, like, this it might not end up well. Mm. Might not end up well. But the idea is if you fire them up front. Because at the end of the day, if um, you're handling multiple clients. So, if this person wants to pay you $50 for this thing that's worth $100 mm -hmm. and there are other people that are actually paying $100, they get the priority right. of your time or your employee's time. Yeah. So you're going to be focused more on their projects than the $50 project, right. like regardless of what it is. So yeah. it's like, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah. it cancels itself out at the end of the day. Yeah. It's not, um, it's not going to end up well. Yeah. It's, yeah. I think, uh, again, mm -hmm. like you said, have the ability to fire. It's all about expectations, mm. right? 
if set you, expectations yes exactly. yes because if i would have set the correct that's where i messed up mm. now i've I, i've done projects like this before yeah. you know um i've done you know for family members okay. where it's like yeah i'll do a video for you but understand that i'm doing it for less or i'm doing it for free because you're my mm -hmm. homie you had to understand you can't set a deadline i'm gonna finish it when i do yes. and i'm like setting expectations like so i can't fail setting mm. yourself up for failure like i set myself up for failure with that thing that oh, i dropped the ball okay on. but it's a lesson learned though i mean exactly it's a tough lesson but a i mean at least you'll you'll end yeah. it i'm still making edits on the video hey man <laughs> you know, <it's> whatever <laughs> oh, man. but um no uh that's awesome man you have to yeah. i think last thing for you again i want to thank you again thank you for coming on man, hey, man thank we, you i think this has been an awesome podcast because, you. again, you're one of those people who I love listening to mindset about because mm. you, bro, like you pulled up Babylonian history. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> it doesn't get any better than that. Um, but I want to give you a chance uh, to before we go and we, yeah. before we head out. What do you what do you do? Like plug your stuff. How can people reach you? What's what what are you selling? Like, I want people to like leave this podcast and be like, OK, I'm hitting this guy up for this. Tell the people. What do you what do you do? Well, the, the, but that's the thing. Um, mo most of uh, my products are heavily targeted. Like you have to be getting married. Mm. You have to be doing this and you have to be doing that. But regardless of the situation, I think um, um, I, I always appreciate a nice Instagram follow mm. by Shei at B-Y-S-E-Y-I-Y-I, -Y -I, right? Yeah. Why I? It's in the description. Um, I have it right yeah, there. Yeah. Thank it's you. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, if you want to see my work for whatever reason, it's <laughs> where it's is premierphoto.com he's gonna have a link too i'm gonna send it well. to him but yes um yeah that's pretty much it for now yeah dude well arnold it's been a pleasure again same here it's always a pleasure talking to you and yes. i'm gonna tell you what i tell everybody who's come on i invited you on for a reason mm. uh i text every guest every day like mm. well, maybe not every day I'm, <laughs> I'm not a creep and i have a life but you know uh i want this to be the the, the beginning of, of us talking again man of it's course. been way too long and oh, i'm glad man. we got a chance the reason here when can you say yes to a two-hour coffee with somebody it's hard right because you have things to do true and there's a whole pandemic going on but oh, um, regardless <laughs> so for me i i i appreciate you coming on doing it that's why i'm doing it so i can talk with people like yes, you and hang good. out so good thank you bro definitely definitely i want to come visit here on a different date to, to your office and hang out do it yeah it's, it's gonna be fun it's gonna be fun i don't live too far away from you so that should be good really and then we need to do that that vlog of, of no, aaron, aaron oh my god in jiu-jitsu <laughs> i am down to help with that i have i have so many videos of him <laughs> bro can you send me one i'll play I it right will, here don't tell aaron just oh god <laughs> please He's not gonna forgive me for this. Yes. Okay, I'll put one where he looks good. Where he looks no, good. no, no. I don't want that. <laughs> I want the other one. Give me two. Give me one where he looks okay, good. Fine, fine, fine. Yes. Fine. Okay. All right, bro. I'll let you go now. All right, man. Thank you so much. All right.